0: Hello everybody and welcome back to another podcast. (laughs) In this podcast, we'll be discussing about the biogeochemical cycle, okay? So, yeah, if you're new here, make sure to subscribe to Life Biology, Life Biology, and yeah, follow me on Instagram at the rate of itsmaryamarev. So, without further ado, let's jump right into the podcast huh <laughs> right into the podcast anyways let's talk about the biogeochemical cycle so basically every organism must, must i repeat must require nutrients for its survival these nutrients are obtained from the environment the movement of these nutrients in the ecosystem is cyclic one this flow of nutrients from environment to the organism back to the environment is called The biogeochemical cycle Primary reservoirs of nutrients Let us look first at the general mode of nutrient cycling that includes the main reservoir of plant of elements and the processes that transfer elements between two reservoirs. Basically, what is biogeochemical cycle? It is the flow of nutrients from environment. The flow of nutrients from environment to the organism and back to the environment you see it's a cycle thus it is called the biogeochemical cycle so each reservoir it is, is defined by two characters whether it is organic or inorganic material and whether or not the materials are directly available for use by organisms so basically the nutrients in living organisms themselves and in distress are available to the other organisms when consumers feed and when and when other um, organisms consume non-living organic matters so basically biogeochemical cycle is that the organic materials are available as nutrients living organism are treacherous and basically the organic material moves from reservoir A to B to C to D. Living organisms are converted into coal, oil, and peat, which is reservoir B to C. Atmosphere, soil, and water to D minerals and rock. So that's the nutrition nutrient cycle. Okay, organic reservoirs. To be fossil organic reservoirs okay so i just explained all of that so next we'll be talking about is the water cycle the major reservoir of water is the ocean as we know it which contains 97 percent of the available water the water cycle is driven by solar energy which evaporates water and by gravity which draws the water back to the earth in the form of precipitation that is rain, snow, dew, sleet, water in environment so basically as you know I just told you that ocean has actually contains 97% of the available water the water cycle is driven by solar energy so the soul it is driven by solar energy which evaporates water and by gravity which draws the water back to the earth okay so basically it drives the water back to the earth in the form of respiration, rain which is actually rain, snow, dew and sleet. Water in environment so we just discussed that water is available in abundance and the, the water cycle is driven by solar energy which evaporates water and by gravity which draws the water back to the earth. I hope it's making sense. It's the water cycle, okay? Water in environment. so basically we'll be talking about the water in the environment as we know when water falling on land takes more varied path so basically when water falling on land takes more varied path varied means different different paths some is evaporated from the soil lakes and streams so basically some of them are evaporated from soils, lakes, and streams. A portion runs off the land back to the ocean. So some portion of the of the water runs back to the land, to the ocean. When rain water falls, some of the water sinks or percolates into the ground. So as you know, when rain water falls, as you can tell, when there's like heavy raining and everything, at one night and when you get up or at least wake up the next night, you actually see that, hey, the water is gone. What happened to the rainwater? You know? So basically what happens is when the rainwater falls, some of the water sinks or proclaims into the ground and saturates the earth to a certain level. Now if it constantly rains, okay, it's going to saturate the earth to a certain level. The top of the saturation zone. Now we're going to call the top of the saturation zone as water table. Whenever the earth contains basin or canals, water will appear to the level of the water table. Okay, the water within the basins is are called lakes and ponds, and water within the channels are called streams and rivers. So basically the water that is in the water that is in the basins, that means waters that are on the top okay, are called basins, which are also called lakes and ponds, which are smaller. And the water within the channels, which are bigger, are called streams or rivers. Sometimes underground water is also located in underground rivers called aquifers. Okay. So what actually happens in water cycle is that water is evaporated, then condensation occurs, then precipitation occurs, then some of it is trans transpiration uh, goes out as transpiration, and other is uh, while the other water is pre-collision okay and that goes back into the water so the entire cycle goes and that cycle is called water cycle now what is the importance of water cycle in living bodies no I'm joking water cycle is not in the living bodies but actually water in living bodies so we all know why we need water to stay alive no wait (laughs) Because the bodies of living things are roughly 70% water, some of the water in the water cycle enters the living communities of ecosystem it is absorbed by the roots of plants and much of this is evaporated back to the atmosphere from the leaves a small amount is combined with carbon dioxide during photosynthesis to produce high energy molecules eventually these are broken down during cellular respiration releasing back to the atmosphere heterotrophs get water from their food or by drinking so that's it for today i hope you understood the water cycle as well as the biogeochemical cycle that's it for today if you like this episode make sure to subscribe goodbye